Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. And I'm glad you're with me because today we're going to talk about things you didn't learn in Sunday school about Priscilla and Aquila. Um, but before we do that, for those of you who are watching on the video, um, you might see some very bright colors behind me. I'm actually in our church nursery. Um, we've got some comfy couches over here where uh, parents can sit with their kids if they need to. There's a, a television, uh, the service is on in here sometimes, um, you know, if they have to be outside of the, uh, the sanctuary. Um, and I say have to be, but honestly, uh, I've had people come up to me after the service and say, I'm sorry, my child was so loud. And most of the time I'm like, I didn't even notice because frankly, it's just a joy to have children there in church and uh, to have them participating in the service, learning to stand at the right time, sit. And honestly, there is nothing more beautiful than hearing a little child, like two to three years old, praying the Lord's Prayer when the whole congregation, you can hear them uh, in that mix. It's just a fabulous thing seeing parents raise their children in the faith. And, and speaking of, you know, parents raising children in the faith, um, I don't actually know if Priscilla and Aquila had uh, any children, but here they are, they're this married couple who became very active in sharing the faith with others. And Depending upon your Sunday school experience, you, you, you may have heard of them, you may not have. They're important, but they weren't major figures like some of the others that we've talked about, like Mary or, or, or Mary Magdalene or John uh, or Peter. Um, they, they were a Jewish couple who were expelled from Rome. We, we read about them in Acts chapter 18. And I, I, when I say that they were expelled from Rome, um, at some point, Claudius Caesar got really uptight with the Jews in Rome, and he just kicked them all out. And, uh, and so here's this husband and wife, and they have to figure out where they're going to go and what they're going to do. And uh, they decided that they would go to Corinth um, in uh, kind of the, the southern part of Macedonia, northern part of Greece. And um, they went there, and while they were there, um, they, they met this guy named Paul. And I'm not completely clear from the text whether or not they were Christians before they met Paul or it was because of Paul, um, but, uh, but they became partners with him. Uh, first, they became business partners. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila were tent makers, and that's Paul's trade as well. One of the neat things that the Pharisees required of all of their theologians was not was that they were not just trained in theology, but they were also uh, trained in some kind of a, a trade. Um, you know, so Jesus was a carpenter as well as a rabbi, uh, and Paul was a tent maker as well as a, a rabbi and as a, a Christian evangelist. Um, so there in Corinth, Paul was there. He was working with him, um, with them making tents and and using those skills, and. As time went on, uh, Paul is also spending time sharing the gospel with others, and uh, their, their work uh, really served to support Paul uh, and, and his partners in ministry. Uh, so not only were they partners in business, they became partners in the gospel. 
And when Paul eventually left Corinth, they went with him and they traveled with him. Uh, and in fact, it was in the, these travels, uh, Paul had actually gone on and they were in a town called Ephesus, which is on the, uh, the coast, the western coast of um, Turkey, modern day Turkey. Uh, they were there and they heard a young man preaching, a guy by the name of Apollos. And uh, he was a powerful preacher. And he was really proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah, but he's, he's getting a couple of things not quite right. And so they invite him over for dinner or something. You know, they take him aside and they spend a little bit of time with him. And it says that they explained the way of God more accurately uh, to him. And he became an important missionary in the church. And I, uh, if I understand rightly, what they really explained to him was the role of baptism in the, the life of the church and in the life of believers. Um, we find out later that, uh, that Paul was going around and, and he's in some of these places where Apollos had planted churches. And um, they, they only know John the Baptist's. Uh, baptism, a baptism of repentance. In other words, I make a choice to be baptized as a sign of, of my repentance, as a sign of my confession, as a sign of my commitment. But Jesus' baptism is something that, it, it isn't something that we choose, it's something that he commands. And he commands it because he gives his gifts of forgiveness and grace and salvation through baptism. He gives the Holy Spirit through baptism. So, uh, if Priscilla and Aquila don't take Apollos aside, um, he probably goes about continuing to teach baptism wrongly. And, and they, they helped him out in, in this very important way. You know, Paul wrote a lot of letters, and he includes them in three of them in his greeting sections at the end. He sends a greeting to them in Romans 16. He sends a greeting from them in 1 Corinthians 16. And he sends another greeting to them in 2 Timothy 4. Priscilla and Aquila are, I think, a beautiful example of the partnership of husband and wife in a Christian marriage. Um, husband and wife are, are meant to walk together in faith. And while Priscilla and Aquila, they, they started their relationship with Paul in, in terms of a, like a business venture, uh, they really, they, they, you find them together working for the sake of Christ, uh, whether it's supporting Paul's ministry or, or whether it's in a situation like where they, they invest some time in, in a young preacher like Apollos and they help him to understand God's word better. Um, the, the, the home is a, is a place of witness. That relationship of husband and wife becomes a place where uh, the gospel can be shared with others, and especially with, with their own children, but uh, also with friends and neighbors as they're included in that fellowship of, of, the, of the home. And, you know, this, this is true of all Christian homes, not, not just for uh, those of us who are married or, you know, it, it can happen in any home. Um, but... I think it's important for us to remember that the relationship of husband and wife is a partnership in the gospel, sharing the hope that we have in Jesus with one another, encouraging one another in the faith, but also working together for the sake of the kingdom. Because we have a purpose that's outside of ourselves. Uh, all Christians do. 
but it's important for uh, married couples to remember this because it's important to get really turned inward and to be, be focused on ourselves and our spouse. Um, and the kingdom would have us turned outward in the service of the church, in the service of our neighbor. Um, and we can do that in some really unique and wonderful ways uh, in that partnership that we have as husband and wife. Um, there, there's the example of, of vocation in Priscilla and Aquila. And, and by vocation, um, I mean kind of the sense of a calling to work and relationships. Um, their, their vocation as tent maker opened up the opportunity for a partnership with Paul, and it opened up an opportunity to uh, work together with him for the spread and advancement of the gospel. Um, there are people in your life, in your vocations, who can be your partners for the sake of the kingdom. There are probably people at work who are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, there are people within your home you know, who you, you partner with in the gospel. Um, it, it is something that is a, a wonderful thing when we look around and, and we find ourselves uh, as a, uh, a tradesman, as a doctor, uh, uh, as a, a school board member, uh, as a, uh, uh, an arborist for the, for the, the community, uh, any of these things, and it becomes the opportunity to have relationships with other people, and some of them can join with you in sharing the hope of Jesus. Um, in their vocations, they were, were blessed to support the ministry and the spread of the gospel. I'm not sure we often think about uh, the spread of the gospel and using our material resources in that way. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful thing to use our time, talents, and treasures to help other people to know Jesus. And that's exactly what they did. They used their skill as tent makers to allow Paul to preach the gospel so other people can experience Jesus' love. And their work, it also put them in a place where they could share the gospel. You know, hopefully within your home, uh, everybody in your home knows Jesus and, and you can walk together in faith and encourage one another in, in faith. But there are people at work, there are people in your social organizations uh, all, all over the place who don't know the Lord and would benefit from knowing the hope and the love of God that we know through Jesus' death and resurrection. And our vocations, our work, the things we volunteer in, the relationships we have with other people, they put us in places where we can share the gospel. Priscilla and Aquila are also an example of, of normal people living by faith. Um, they, they go to Corinth because they got kicked out of Rome unjustly. They're, they're experiencing the pains and the troubles of life. And they meet Paul and they become part of his team. And just, just think of the blessing of being able to work with, with Paul and Timothy and Apollos and Silas and, and all of these people. Um, without Priscilla and Aquila, I'm not sure that their ministry looks the same, that they are able to do the same things that they did. Certainly not Apollos, because you know, they heard him and, and then they took him aside and, and they spent some time with him and they invested in him and they got him on the right track so that he was teaching the right doctrine where he was preaching. 
That's uh, they're just normal people who were in the right place at the right time, and they used what they were given in order to share the hope that they have, and to encourage the work of the church. And they were people who they gave their testimony of faith through their work, through their troubles, through their lives, probably through their celebrations. And uh, I think that's a neat model for us to consider. That the things that go on in our lives, they become the context in which we can show the faith and the hope we have in Jesus. And I think that that is actually a lot more powerful coming from somebody like Priscilla and Aquila than it is coming from somebody like Paul. Because when an, an when a normal person does this, because you know pastors were not normal, um, uh, people look at pastors with a certain skepticism. There, there's a there's a different uh, idea that we're 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 in this because we have to be in it. We're sharing the hope of the of Jesus because we have to do that. That's our job. But when you do this as somebody who this is your life and this is your faith, and and you walk through that in your your life, your your troubles, your joys. And it shows forth. That's a powerful testimony to people. And don't underestimate you know, the impact that a normal person, just like you, can have for the sake of the kingdom you know, in your home, um, whether you're single or whether you're married, uh, for the sake of the kingdom. It's, 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 a, it's a good thing. And uh, Priscilla and Aquila, I think, show us that uh, in, in a wonderful way. Thanks for being with me. Uh, God's blessings to you. If this was something that was beneficial to you, please like it, share it, help other people to find it. And um, we're going to switch gears a little bit after this. Uh, next week, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about the church, not just my church, but the church at large. Uh, God's blessings. Mm -hmm.